0: And, of course, Badge and I caught up yesterday with Ricky Stewart, his good mates uh, at the Raiders, and we're discussing the, the Raiders going into season 2023. And but also, uh, Badge asked him around uh, players nowadays.
1: Hey, what about <laughs> players? And I know they've changed uh, and they're, they're, a, they're a different kettle of fish now, for want of a better term. Do they demand a bigger say do, do, or, you know, you're still trying to – you um, know, I know there's there's play there's there's captaincy groups and lead play, you know leadership groups and everything yep. else. Do they demand more say and are they do they all want more say in how the uh, the team performs?
2: Um, yeah, they, they like to be um, they like to be involved in decision making. And there's decision making, but there's also players have to play and coaches have got to coach. Uh, managers of um, of the club, our CEO and our management, they have got to manage and run the club. Mm. So, uh, most definitely, uh, and I'm I'm probably better at it now than uh, not better at it now. Understand it a lot better now as I've uh, I got older and my kids have grown up. That you know, having that communication, having them involved in decisions, um, gets better buy And and again, if you you can't coach, and you'll never be i think a successful or as good as you can be if you're going to coach and, and make it about you if mm-hmm. it's all about me as a coach you're you're going to get seen through you're going to get caught out early it's got to be about the result of the players developing the players the result of the football team um you've got to make those decisions that you think is going to be best for the club and um and the player but it's i often you know i've got a leadership group we call it club 82 which is our foundation year, it's it's very important, and I I think those boys are getting better at being involved in decision making. Um, and there's been a um, a big growth period there because early in the piece I didn't have a lot of leaders, so we've had to develop and teach these guys through maturity and and them growing up. You know Jack Whiten and Josh Capali, those boys. Yep, having to grow up and um, understand what leadership's about. It's and again, it's not. You can, effort, you can definitely not be greedy when you're involved in leadership. It's got to be something that's for everybody. There was a
1: lot of talk about this Rick yesterday. Rick was a great leader at times. he be first at the bar, he'd make sure everyone had a drink. <laughs> what he shouted? Shout no, no, that. no. Oh, he'd, he'd, lined some, he'd always line someone up for free drinks. <laughs> Does, is that true, or burst Come burst and on. last to shout. <laughs> yeah. and last to shout, mate. You I'm would still have been. In today. Too. Don't worry. Oh, good. You are. I believe. it. Hey,
0: there's been a lot of talk, boys, over the last. 24 hours with the appointment of Eddie Jones as the Wallabies coach, Rick, and a lot about his toughness, um, and, and you know, and also his planning and all that. Rick, is there room in the game with the current player? F- is there still room for a tough coach like an Eddie Jones who who doesn't cop anything and it's his way?
2: Oh, I, I I don't purely. I've, I've spent a little bit of time with Eddie. I spent a week with him in Tokyo, um, but. Uh, there's a lot more to Eddie behind the scenes than what we read or hear. You know, well, you know, you, you often hear about the that that toughness and taskmaster. There's, there's a lot of players like like playing for him too. I mean, I know that you always want to you, you'll always only probably really hear the negative of the uh, the players that don't like playing with him or whatnot. But a lot of that a lot of times that is from players who probably didn't like the truth either. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. uh, there's certainly players out there who I probably you know I could say enjoyed being coached by Eddie and. You know, we'll soon find out but you know he's he's going to be walking into a really big job and he's a person with a lot of experience we talked about Tim Sheens there earlier I mean you know that taking over the Australian team at this stage see the year of the World Cup probably not somebody that you need there to be cutting his teeth on a on a, on a new job as a, as a wallaby coach you need someone there who's got the experience and statistically and and he's, uh his record it speaks for itself he's had success and, uh, and he'll, he'll have a completely different Preparation going into a World Cup now with only six months, seven months of work to what he would have if he had three years. So it right, yeah. probably won't be too many players. Yeah. he would be getting uh, getting co- cohesion and combinations and patterns of play correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's only got five games before yeah. the World Cup, so
1: yeah, we got eight months.
0: Seriously. Hey, stick <laughs> plenty. Yeah, I plenty. mean honestly, <laughs> it is. I mean we, we
2: we go into our biggest we go into our biggest game of the season, our biggest biggest game on the calendar in an Origin match, and we've got ten days. And you probably trained three times. Yeah,
0: good you boys. So, I go. mean,
2: <laughs> it's. I I think it'd be an exciting. It'd be exciting for a coach going in, knowing only eight months to go into a World Cup. I reckon it'd be quite a. um uh, an enjoyable job. But an enjoyable position, having only eight months.
1: I know why we beat you now in Origin, Rick. Or well, you you, you trained three times. Jeez, we we used you didn't to, train much to did go you? out until did you train Tuesday. <laughs> train Tuesday, Arvo. Too much training. <laughs> <for it. laughs> hey, um. How, where, where, does, where do you what do you look back on? I mean, you you did everything virtually possible in in rugby league, but of course you were you had this um, this uh, blossoming rugby union career. I think you're just two at Argentina when you decided to switch codes. You ever look back and think what what might have been?
2: No, no badge because I I was always a rugby league player. I come from a rugby league family. Um, I played league on Sundays. I went to a school at St Thomas College here, which uh, you know I still still get involved with at times. Um, um, and that, that I had to play rugby and I had to give up league when I was in year 11 because Brother Wallace, my headmaster, uh, and also first 15 coach, um, said it was either league league or union. I had to give up one or I had to leave school if it was going to be league. So <laughs> I tried to leave school and the old man wouldn't let me. <laughs> so, uh, um, but I loved rugby. I, I really, I was very fortunate to tour Tour the world with uh, rugby union from a schoolboy 21 level, and uh, then obviously getting the opportunity to travel Argentina. Um, it's it, it it was it was a different game then, um, but still got a lot of great memories and friendships from that. But uh, no, I was I was always going to play league, and I had a handshake deal with John McIntyre that the day I was going to come back to uh, discuss about coming back to play rugby league. I I talked to him first, and uh, that was the case.
1: I'm glad Chris O'Sullivan didn't know about that earlier. He would have been filthy. Another heartbreak coming. Not real happy when it happened. <laughs> no, he wasn't at all. He wasn't. Uh, is there a better place in the world to tour than Argentina? I've oh. heard so much about it. How was that? It, Without giving too much a, away.
2: Uh, I know Topo Rodriguez enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, he, he was Argentinian. Well, Topo was an Argentinian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It was a. Uh, he, he was a great... Great mentor for the squad when, you know, being over there. and Simon Portman was our captain and I had a lot of experienced players around me and, um, you know, I uh, made great friendship with Steve Libre who ended up coming back to Canberra. then and yeah. living with me here at Canberra and playing for the Raiders and becoming great mates with all of us, oh. uh, yourself included. And um, I don't think I've played with a tougher man than Steve Libre and it was uh, having the opportunity of being on that tour to play with him.
1: Yeah, another quick, another story I won't tell, but he, he broke his neck, Firstly, broke his neck in a game against Penrith and, and was okay.
0: Jeez. Jumped on the bus, yeah, went
1: back, yeah. and then, and uh, I think Ricky was trying to fight him or something, but he managed to avoid that. <laughs> <laughs> Got up the next morning, went to physio, and they went, don't move. Really? So he never played again, did he? Hard man. Jeez.
2: No, he didn't. No, he was very lucky, very lucky to live, really. I um, mean, mm. fortunately that he actually came off the field, the other stayed on the field, and he nearly did. He went to the short side, the ball didn't go that way. If he had come to the open the ball went that way, he made a tackle, he would've he would have died. And yeah. that's the um that's that was the the um how 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 bad he was. But yet he thought he had spasms in his neck, he thought he didn't know what it was, they put him in a brace, he came back on the bus and the next morning went to hospital, went to the doctors and they uh, came out, rushed put a towel around his neck and uh, got him into an ambulance. Amb- very lucky. Yeah, One tough bugger,
0: right? Eh? Oh, yeah. a hey, couple of quick rugby league questions about this year, Rick, before we let you go, because I know you've got to get ready for your dinner tonight. Uh, Jared Croker, I, hear, I see he's nearing a return to full training. Is there a spot for the 32-year-old this year?
2: He's back now. He started this week as a full time, to- uh, back to full work. Um, he's been in rehab uh, for a while now, Jarrett, he's, he's He's been very unlucky. Mm. Um, and it's... it's yeah, sad to see. A guy at this stage of his career, broken so many records. I mean, I think he's eight games away from 300. Mm. Um, it's, it's just sad to see when a player keeps getting injured and, you know, as you get older, it's just harder to overcome.
0: Mm.
2: Is he looking Definitely. all right, Rick? Yeah, he's back He's back running now. It's a, um, He's out of rehab. He, he doesn't do any double days in regards to running uh, on his leg, but... Uh, you know, we're just we're just watching Jared and making sure we do everything we possibly can to getting back to uh, his best possible, you know, physical condition. Yeah, great.
1: Which which players stick before we go excites you the most in your squad
2: for this year? Uh Badger, I don't want to name one or two. I i I've, I've got a lot of good young young kids coming through, mm. and I I know we'll be doing a few this year. Um, one or two have probably played one or two games, um, but um, yeah. you know we're. We, we're in a position now where we need these young blokes to come through I've, last year I said to my outside backs um, blokes like you know Harley Smith Shields who unfortunately did a knee and was missed a year Matt Tomoko said to me, Chris I said you got to show me that you're going to make a point of difference in the NRL otherwise I've got to buy over top of you um, that's the cut straight business we're in I've got three or four middles now kids that are ready to play first grade and and will um, go, I've, I've let I've let go some senior players because otherwise I would have let these... I mean, these younger kids would have been um, seen their path was blocked and would have uh, probably looked for a, another opportunity. So I've I've said to them already, day one for the pre-season before Christmas, that you've got your opportunity now to show me you're going to be in NRL middle and it's your job. So I've got some kids coming through there that'll excite you.
1: Tough conversation, mate, to let those players go. Have you got an assistant coach that can do that for you? <laughs> <laughs> I would <Yeah. laughs> cool, cool, cool. before you go Rick before
0: you go obviously a lot of talk in the news about the CBAs is uh, your players have they had meetings about this Rick and is there any talk around your club
2: no there's none actually I I only just heard a bit about it this morning through a couple of the coaches talking about it what they read in the papers so. um, no I, but there's not a player spoken to me about anything um um, it's it's hopefully we can get to some decision quickly, but they also um, uh, I mean there's a lot of media out there now at the moment because there's nothing else to really talk about, mm-hmm. so this is going to cop a fair bit over the next couple of uh, next couple of days. But I, I've got all the I've got all the faith in the world in Peter and um, Andrew yeah, running the game. I really do. I mean, they, uh, uh, if it wasn't for wasn't for Peter, uh, I don't know where we'd be because. I think we, us and racing was the only sport in the world that uh, continued yep. during that uh, period of uh, COVID. So, and and we, we were going broke. Mm. I, I don't know how they've done it, but now now they're paying out millions and millions of dollars. We're we're flush. or when I say flush, we're a lot healthier than where we were before COVID. And yet, only two sports that was kept run, um, kept uh, going was rugby league and racing. And and fortunately now we're a lot healthier from a financial point of view. So. You know, we can't forget that. But mm. I understand players have got uh, uh, their gripes and, and rights and they'll fight for that. But uh, I was going to keep keep worrying about coaching.
1: Yeah, I'll be blowing up if i only got a 25% pay rise too, Rick. But uh, well said, mate. That's what the <laughs> yeah. salary cap's are You actually do, nice. bad. You actually do. Let's be honest. Oh, not every year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rick, great great talking to you again, mate. And, um, and good yeah, luck for do, the guys. season. Bring on the footy in a couple of weeks' time. Thanks, Rick. Look forward to talking to you again. Thanks. Thanks, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And don't forget, you can listen to Sports Day every day from Monday to Thursday, 6 p.m. or 5 p.m. Queensland time.